So do we have other interesting events coming up through the year? Oh, let me see. We have, we always have um, fun events. The Nakusa School District, um, they have a child development that they do. And so they use the, the community center for that. Um, they have teachers come in and do updates on their courses and making sure that everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a day event. We have the Lions Sportsman's coming up. Um, never haven't done that one yet either. So that one will be exciting. Like I said, this is my year of firsts. So, and if I found, sound like I don't know what I'm doing, it's because I will be learning what I'm doing as the year progresses. So, <laughs> so yeah, we have, I mean, these events, um, these, these events are great. I'm, I'm always excited to, to see, um, I don't have a lot written down for April, but I know that we've got um, a celebration of life. I mean, coming up and those are, those are becoming more and more popular um, mm-hmm. to do those after the fact, especially if a loved one's from out of state and they or have it's to cold come. outside. Yeah. Or it's cold. And when well, we had seen that with the uh, pandemic series yeah. too, where, um, you know, you couldn't get to be with family, you know, during right. a lot of times. And yeah. so, it's, so they put that off until mm-hmm. things started to open up a little bit more mm-hmm. and, yeah, so we have we have a number of those, and I have to tell you, coming into the community center, I didn't realize how um, how much um, Dan worked with the funeral homes in our area. And I have to tell you, they're absolutely wonderful. The one that we work with the most is Riche Funeral Home in Nakusa because we're right there. Right. Um, of course, we're always open to all the other funeral homes to to book their luncheons and things. Um, but it's it's such a service, and we we don't charge very much because we it's hard enough, you know, financially to, to put a loved one, you know, to, to bury a loved one. So we try to make it as, as less painful as possible for the checkbook as well as your heart. So we do work very closely with the families and making sure that it works within their budgets. Um, a lot of people, then they see on our contract, it says, um, funeral slash kitchen. You do not have to rent the kitchen for $200. We just put that in there in case you want to. Okay. You know, so that's an option, you know, because with the kid, the kitchen is always included in that pricing, but then you have to hire the caterer. So that's why we always like, eh, you don't have to use the kitchen. Just have your food brought in or have it catered in. Because we do have people that cater it in, but don't use the kitchen. They just right. pop it out in the hall or in the main hall. So, so yeah, we do. We have quite a few of those that it has um, tapered off a little bit. Thank goodness. You know, that mm-hmm. means people are... Staying alive. Staying, staying alive. Yeah. <laughs> staying alive, which is good because I'm like, for a while there, I was getting kind of sad. <laughs> you know, it was like, and it was people that we knew. And it's it's harder when it's somebody you know. Right. Right. You know, and the family and friends from high school friends come in and it's just like, I'm so sorry. You know, and you hate to be that person to be like, I'm so sorry for your loss. But, you know, that's kind of comes with the job. So. Well, then with the bigger space versus at the funeral home, which has a more limited space, I mean, you can have a, a larger yeah. celebration. Spread too. Out. Yeah, spread yeah. out a little bit more. We're able to spread out and, um, and, and that goes Invite with, more people to share in the, the joy and the party of it. Yeah. Right. You know? And, you know, and that's the nice thing about, um, you know, it's not, it, at the center, it's not in the church. It's, you know, it's completely separate from where the funeral took place. Mm-hmm. So you actually see a lot more people just having fun. Getting right. to actually talk to their loved ones that they haven't seen in forever. It's under unfortunate circumstances, but they actually just kind of make a, like a little family get together out of it. And they stay for hours. I had a, I had a funeral come in and I can't even remember who it was, but they said, well, we won't stay too long. It was like the luncheon was at 11. I think it was eight o'clock at night. I'm like, and it was like a Friday. So I'm like, well, it's not like it's a big deal. Right. You know, but I'm like, so I have to tell you, I do, I do have security cameras then in the entire building. And I have access to them on my cell phone. So when it came to be like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, I started to get a little concerned. So I popped up my phone to make sure the family was still okay. <laughs> and they were just having a good time. They had put almost all the tables and chairs away except for like two. And you could just see that group of family just sitting around those two tables, just talking. And the kids were running around and having a good time. And I'm like, that's what you love to see. Right. You know, you love to see that the center was, you know, under unfortunate circumstances, able to provide something like that. We we had a couple families like that over at the Hotel Mead when we were there that, you know, the family came in late. We got them their food and we stayed with them, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much almost all night long. And finally, like at 3 a.m., we're like, 
Okay, we're tapping out, but if you need anything, the next shift is going to be here in yeah, three hours. Are going to be okay? Breakfast will be served yeah. shortly. Breakfast is coming in three hours. Are you going to be okay for three hours? Yeah. You know, because we didn't want to leave them. They had family coming right. from all over and the it's place. It's important to give them that but space. Yeah, yeah, it is really nice to see that. You know, it wasn't, you know, I'm super sad that mom passed away it was yeah. i'm gonna be so glad to see yeah, my cousin's this, this aunt or yeah you know yeah. my niece i haven't seen in three years and so it was like every single time a new person came you know i'm like here's you know texas number and you know we'll right. come in we'll, we'll take care of that person because we weren't sure where you know as people are coming and going when everybody was going to come right yeah and so but it's like nice it's thing. a lot of fun it was just sitting back and just kind of relaxing with them and you know hearing the stories and, you know, the next day was going to be the official dinner and, and yeah. everything like that. So we took care of them through that. And they're like, you made this the most yeah. funnest experience for the most saddest part of our lives. Yeah. When you're not breathing down their neck thinking and like, and they worry. That's why I disappear. When, mm-hmm. when there's a function going on, I'd be like, I'm a phone call away, but I'm, I'm not going to be here. This is your time because yep. nobody wants somebody breathing down their necks. You know, they want to be left to their own. Right. You know, and enjoying mm-hmm. and celebrating or whatever the event may be without somebody standing over them and watching and giving them the space that they need. So, yep. yeah, okay. they, they are even like at the weddings are like, you're not going to stick around. You know, you can sit with us. I'm like, nope, this is your time. And I'm like, plus, I don't know half the people at the <laughs> wedding. So I'm like, you know, I get to know the bride and groom because. I work with you know, or, or the right. mother of the brides, and I usually become BFFs, you know. But other than that, I don't know anybody else. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm not staying for your wedding. But I do end up coming home with a lot of trinkets. So, mm-hmm. the last wedding right. I had did cocoa bombs. Oh, nice. So, because they did a cocoa, it was a dry wedding, and they did a cocoa and ap- hot apple cider bar. Nice. And it was really unique. You know, it was um, fun to clean because cocoa sticky. Oh, yeah. And so it's hot apple cider. Yeah. But it was really cool because they would look like little flasks. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if I, I brought them home and put them on the kitchen counter and my daughter's like, Mom, what is that? I'm like, they're cocoa bombs. I'm like, I'm like it's brown. Look, it's cocoa bombs. She's like, I was just wasn't sure what was going on there. But it's cool. It's, it's really a lot of fun because you do get to come home with like fun little things and... Families are so great to work with. I just, oh, yes. this family was just absolutely wonderful. The this last family. So, so here's a, a an idea. Okay, I gotta so take notes, right? Community centers setting up a Pinterest page, and Ooh. you can promote all really, really cool ideas that you see from other people randomly coming in and doing things. Yeah, that is a great idea, and I kind of do that already, but it's not on Facebook, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I like that. Can can I do a Pinterest page, or does it cost? Because I'm no, frugal. It's, it's free. It's free. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. There you go. I do. Because I, like when I had that, I'm sorry if I'm taking too much time, but when I had this last um, lady come in to work on her wedding, um, she's like, okay, so how am I setting this up? And we're all staring at it. And I don't like to interject too much because every every bride knows what she wants. She's mm-hmm. got that thought in her head since she was a little girl, what her wedding's going to look like. And so I sit back and, you know, I usually disappear for a little while and. I could hear her and her mother kind of going back and forth. And also, so I walk out and I said, well, is there something I can help with? You know, she's like, well, how many weddings have you seen here? I'm like, two. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but I have lots of pictures from other weddings. So I pulled my laptop out and, you know, I showed layouts of what other weddings have done. And she's like, well, I'd like to get married here. I'm like, oh, so I didn't know she was planning on getting married, and which we do allow. We allow mm-hmm. people to get married at the center. With that comes the free rental of the small conference room. So the bride can change with her bridesmaids and things like that. And uh, so I think she's getting married in May. And so the weather is kind of iffy, and she wasn't sure. You know, she's like, I don't think I want to be outside. Because I said, well, we could set chairs up outside. We could do whatever you want. She's like, well, I want to do it here, but we have such a big open arch She's like, I don't want, I don't want her, she said her fiance's name. I don't want him to see me as I'm walking down the aisle. I want it to be a surprise. I said, okay, well, I told her a little bit, and this is where I always try not to step on people's dreams. I said, well, when my sister got married, I said, it was the same way at their church. It was a big open concept. And I thought my parents were crazy when they did this. And I even told the bride, I said, my parents were just insane when they decided they took some like um, clothesline and mm-hmm. they streamed sheets. Mm-hmm. Through it. Okay. You know, and then they hung it so that when my sister got ready to come down the aisle, they just parted it in the middle. Oh, how And my nice. sister walked through with my dad. And so I was telling her about that. And she's like, oh, 
that is genius. I said, I know my parents are smart. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It was like, I thought it was the craziest idea. And then I watched my sister walk down the aisle. I'm like, that is absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. Well, we have these beautiful glass barn door kind of things that slide right right across that entryway. So I was showing those to her. So we put two in the middle and then we decided we're going to put two curtains on the outside. So what they're going to do is just kind of slide the glass doors open. She'll have them like opaque colored or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it still looks beautiful, like old fashioned, beautiful, but still then she can fly, slide through the doors. So, so it's kind of fun, you know, you try not to step on toes and you like tell people what you think, but then you get so caught up because they're all like asking you your advice. And, and then, so during this whole process, she was like taking notes and I didn't really pay attention to what she was doing. And then I happened to look down at her notebook and she had drawn a picture of what the center looks like and like little tables. And I'm like, Oh, would you like a copy of the floor plan? <laughs> She's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> So I printed her a copy of the floor plan so she could make her notes properly, you know. So we do have that capability. If you ever get married at the center, have a huge function. I have a copy of the floor plan so you can do your layout properly. Excellent. Yes. But yeah, the weddings are great. And, you know, um, I digress from your Pinterest thing. I apologize. But, you know, it's it's like you you take bits and pieces of every little wedding, the centerpieces. You mm-hmm. know, people are like, oh, I want to do something like with bark, you know, like people are doing, like they cut the trees and slices and put them on as centerpieces and right. they pay like astronomical amounts of money when you can go in your backyard and cut the tree yourself, you know, got to make sure it's on your yard though. Oh, that's true. Very good point. So she was this, the, actually this young lady was telling me about this. I said, Oh, I just had a wedding here. So I pulled up the Facebook thing and I said, she might even be willing to sell you her bark. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, can I have her contact name? And I'm like, well, let me contact her first because I don't like to give that information out because it's privileged, you know. So it's, it's kind of neat because, yeah, you can like be like, hey, are you interested? Like, here's the designs, you know, maybe contact these people if you're willing to like get rid of your wedding stuff if you don't want it stored in your house anymore. So, but yeah, it's, it's great. So I'm, I'm learning that's what to, you need to do is have like a little guide sale of a past wedding, past wedding sale, past wedding sales. Are you interested in getting rid of your wedding stuff? Come here. Or exactly. whatever. I don't yeah. know if we can come up uh-huh. with a better title. Mm-hmm. Ben's like, that's what I'm talking about. See? <laughs> See, the ideas are flowing. I need to come here every day. <laughs> and it's better than confet- confetti, confetti and uh, <laughs> sprinkles, sparkles. Yeah, yes. glitter. Glitter. Yeah. glitter. Yeah, no glitter bombs. No, no, no. But yeah, no, I like that idea. We should we should come up with an event like that. Mm-hmm. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything on the books for the summertime? Um, I don't believe so. Other than like weddings and things like that, um, it's just the standard wedding. We don't have any big events coming up, just reunions. Um, I do really want, my boss keeps telling me we're going to sit down and have this discussion, but he's on vacation this week. So that discussion is going to have to be put on the back burner until he comes back. So we're kind of missing each other these uh, last few weeks, but I have my list of two pages of what I want to do. And, you know, I really, I really want to do the children's activities kind of thing, because I think we can do some great things to utilize the outside of the, of the community center too. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if we, we spill over to our neighbor across the street over at the school because they have a beautiful soccer field. You know, I'm sure we could incorporate, I'm sure the school would let us do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we have, I have lots of great ideas and I'm hoping that, that I can bring them to fruition and, and see what we can do with them. But right now it's just the, um, the standard weddings and, and reunions and anniversaries that are going on over at the center, but we are always open for new and fun activities. So if, if Ben and Carrie and Nikolai want to have a party for Coldwell Bankers, by all means, we can do that, that music fest outside mm-hmm. and, you know, you guys can sponsor that. Well, I'm thinking that, that there so. should be a class reunion. Didn't we just have one of those? No, we did not. Well, I'm pretty sure you and I were both there. <laughs> the the whole two of us. <laughs> it's been a while. No, didn't we just have one at District 1? Well, that wasn't an all class. We're oh. talking individual class. Individual class. That would be, we know what, we could Because we haven't that. had one since We 15. haven't had one since 15. Was it 15? Yeah. Yeah, 15. We should. And you know what? I know a beautiful place. Do you? And you could call it Bringing yeah. Nakusa Home. I love that. Mm-hmm. At the community center. At the community center. At the community center. Absolutely. That is your new catchphrase. Bringing people home. Yep. I like I want to write that one down. Can I steal that, Ben? It's just fine. Okay. I appreciate it. Do you need <laughs> copyright and like patent that? Or? So anything else? No, I am good. I think I've asked every single question I possibly could come up with and then some. 
Okay, so catch you on the Facebook, and you've got Absolutely. a phone number again? Yes, um, contact me, um, Heather Sayers, Nakusina Community Center, 715-451-4399. Definitely check out our Facebook because I do I do update that at least weekly with mm-hmm. upcoming things that are going on, exciting new opportunities, um, our contracts out there. So if you are interested in ever booking a room or reserving it, please, please give me a call. We'd be happy to work with you on that. Excellent. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming over. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, you guys. So that's always fun having Heather It is. And it's going to be really exciting to see what she puts on the schedule. I know she was talking about the arts and crafts. So it sounds like she wants to do some make and take opportunities. So... Hopefully we can get Avenue three. It's with Carissa. She does the painting and everything. So hopefully we can have Carissa get over there and do some painting and some other fun arts and crafts of come on over. Let's do some crafting together and take it home. See, I, I've never been to the Nakusa community center. Okay. So I'm going to have to do a tour one of these days. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. It sounds like there's a... 10 people that can give you a tour as you're walking. From 8 to 3. Mm-hmm. 20 laps a mile. 20 laps a mile. But really, it's a great asset for the for the community. Yeah. Again, so locally, you know, it's where it is. It's nice and centered in the city, so that way it's easy to walk to. Cool. And, you know, from what she's been saying, a lot of interesting events coming in, and it's open for rentals. So it'll be curious to see you. Y'all rent it and what you get to do with it. Right. I mean, her Facebook, she does a great job with their Facebook page of making sure that events that are happening that are open to the public are out there. So definitely, I know we're going to be sharing some of those on our Facebook page so that way you you all can see them at least. And hopefully Mm -hmm. you can come out on the 5th and pick up some cute little goodies. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else are are we going on about? We're doing some housing news. We're going to do some housing notes. Are we going to do the market stuff or the demolishing or talking about destruction of our personal homes? Well, let's talk about what you see in front of you with the All right. We'll do market first and then we'll kind of touch in, touch base on those home improvement projects that we've been working on. Sure. Um, One of the things I'm thinking I'm going to wait probably another week to really delve into year end of 2021 numbers because some of those are still being tallied and being counted and coming in type of thing. You know, it's, it's like voting. Right. You know, right. Uh, but really the, um, the counties have year end tally numbers as well. And so mm-hmm. they can make sure that everything balances. Then they send that to the Wisconsin Realtors Association and it gets disseminated a little bit along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's always fairly accurate throughout the year, but just sometimes, you know, Maybe uh, a purchase had a, a wrong date on it and they had to, you know, have new signatures, that type of thing. And so it got reapplied and adjustments needed to be made. So we'll wait another week before we really delve into how awesome 2021 was. And it was a fabulous year. And everybody's saying, all the economists are still saying that 2022 is going to be, again, fantastic, mm-hmm. phenomenal, and fabulous. Um. We're probably not going to see a lot of increases in the the housing uh, sales numbers or extreme increases in sales prices, especially you know, overall on the median and average side of things. Right. And I think we started to see that happen of it plateauing off near the end of the year. Right. Of in early May, June, we were seeing those above asking prices. Now we're seeing more of the at or just below asking. So we're seeing that market shift just a little bit. Again, normalize, stabilize. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not going to be the normal that we knew in 2018 or 2019, but it's going to go back to subtle, mm-hmm. not crazy. Right. Now, this may all get blown out of the water in the springtime. Um, I know our seasonal areas, like down in Rome, down by the lakes, and the golf courses, those get a lot of seasonal attention. So in the springtime, those are going to be hot and heavy again. Right. And those should be coming on the market here end of February. Beginning of March is when we're going to start seeing more of the homes in that Rome market start to come back on the market. Right. And it depends on the weather as well. Mm-hmm. 
So if the weather stays bitter cold like this all the way into and through March, that'll be delayed a little bit just because people aren't thinking about springtime. Right. But if we get a warm February, you know, that's when a lot of y'all with your homes down in the Rome area probably start thinking about getting it listed for sale. That way we can get it right on the market right away in the springtime. Mm-hmm. So what do you see in front of you on the computer? All right. So again, we're looking at two th- or I'm sorry, 3.30 in the afternoon on the 26th of January here. And we're looking at 19 homes available to go see today and to go write an offer on. In all price ranges? In all price ranges. Now, this is not also including the multifamily. So if you're looking for a duplex or something like that, that is not in this count. So if if you're looking for a duplex or an investment property, definitely give us a call so that way we can talk to you about those those opportunities. But these are single-family homes that we can go take a look at and write an offer on. So that's, I think that's pretty good. And how, how do they break down? Where is- um, break down again. So really roughly under that 100000 we have eight homes to go take a look at. So definitely some opportunities for investments mm-hmm. to come in. Now, some of those homes in that, in that around that $50,000 mark, they're going to be needing some TLC. They're going to need that elbow grease, but, you know, great locations. Be it a great opportunity to come in and to flip some homes if that's something that you're looking at doing. That's going to be in that economic price range. And and we think about those homes mostly for investors who want to increase their their investment. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at a house at maybe $50,000, putting 20000 into a renovation, you're definitely going to be recouping that mm-hmm. um, especially if you do it well and strategically right um, but also you know not to discount the people that that's all that they have to spend and there's usually nothing hugely wrong with the house it's just time for it to you know bring it into the modern sales uh, listings you know to to make it into a hundred and twenty thousand dollar home you'll need to do some investment with it mm-hmm so if we kind of do like the next, you know, $100,000 price increase, so between a hundred and 200,000, we're looking at four homes. Okay. So again, in that, you know, if you're, we always look at the listing side of everything too. So if you're thinking about listing and that's where you think the house would fall in, um, not a whole lot out there as far as availability. If we look at above that $200,000 home, we have the rest of the market which is the last six homes is above that $200,000 mark. As far as like competition, we, you know, talk about in the, especially 100 to 200,000, that's the most popular. Mm -hmm. And we get continual calls from buyers wanting to purchase something in that, in that price range. And we might have these amount of homes right now. Most of those homes came on within the past couple of days. Right. And And they're probably going to be, off or you know different homes will be in that price category in a couple of days from now right we've even seen homes that list on a friday that are in that five hundred thousand dollar mark and they're gone by monday mm-hmm. so it's it's all across the board we never really know for sure how long a house is going to sit on the market so if you see it on the facebook pages of you know other agents or even ourselves for posting a home of this is what's for sale if you see it on there, give your agent a call, you know, call and, and ask the questions. Because again, even in those more economical price ranges, those homes are still selling very fast. Right. And, and like you said, even in our more, I should say, luxury price range for mm-hmm. this area. So once you get over a quarter million dollars, it starts to enter into that, you know, but the half million dollar price range those aren't sitting very long either. They'll sit a little bit longer because those buyers are more sparse right? overall. Um, we don't have as many of them. <clears throat> and usually those properties are more unique and, and really someone who's spending a half million dollars is going to be spending it on what they want instead of Correct. what they could build into what they want. Right. So yeah, I mean, a lot of great opportunities out there. As far as homes, you know, we've got the the smaller homes that are only a two-bedroom home mm-hmm. all the way up to something that's got four bedrooms. So definitely a lot of opportunities out there. It's just a matter of what are you looking for, and we would love to help you try to find something. Now, you talked about multifamily. Mm-hmm. You 
go in and, and yeah, do, let a, me do a, a little bit of a clickety, family thing is. clickety clack here. Because those still are popular, not mm-hmm. just for um, people wanting to invest directly and rent both sides of a duplex per se, or, you know, all four of a quadplex, but actually live in and rent out the other side. Right. So in the Wisconsin Rapids area, we're looking at three multifamily opportunities. Okay. So we're looking at a duplex. There is, um, I'm not sure if it's, this is going to, it's going to be a complex. Um, I believe that there are several rooms. And when I say several, I believe that there's more than six in this particular building that is up for sale. It's listed for 1.9 million. Right. So we're, we're talking, this is a substantial building here. So, but otherwise we, if you're looking at just like a duplex or something like that, there's one out there in the city of Wisconsin Rapids to go take a look at. And and let me guess, let me put on my, my Zen hat. Put on your Zen hat. Okay. You know, we're, we're channeling the, the great Swami. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over on second Avenue. It is on second Avenue. Right. Because it's one of the properties that we have listed ourselves. Correct. And it's, um, not really an over under. It's more of a side by side, but it's essentially a front to back duplex. Right. But, right. It's it's a but duplex. Each, each um, unit of the duplex is a two story configuration. Mm-hmm. So you've got your living space up top, and the bedrooms would be on the bottom. Correct. Um, and uh, bath and a half, I think, in bath both and sides. A half. That is correct. The main bath or the full bath is in the basement, Closer in the, the lower level, mm-hmm. closer to the bedrooms. And the upstairs does have that. And it's a large half bath too. So that's the nice thing is it's a nice big one where it's not just a little tiny cloth, you know, just in a closet. It's a decent size half bath. Mm-hmm. So that's available. Um, I believe one of the sides is rented and the other side is vacant currently. Mm-hmm. And we're showing the the vacant side and that was just recently been repainted and new flooring. Right. So that is, it is really pretty. It's a nice, really nice one. Um, each each side has its own private deck so that way you can go out you can have your cup of coffee and you don't have to look at your neighbor and what's the price range that we have that list um we have that listed for one hundred and fifty-seven thousand. so thinking you know if if you're only considering something that's a what, two bedroom on each side two bedroom on each side okay so a two bedroom bath and half house could be going for maybe 110 one one twenty even perhaps mm-hmm. in the city, depending on, on its condition. Um, say even a hundred thousand. Well, you're essentially getting two houses for the pr- price of a house and a half. This is almost a bogo. Right. This is almost a bogo deer. Almost deal, a carry. bogo. Yeah. And, and and really, you know, start running some numbers if you're, you know, getting it with a decent down payment and you're living in one side and you're um, renting out the other side. Renting out the other side that could take care of perhaps a mortgage for the entire property. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might not be paying a mortgage or a very little mortgage. You know, it's it's really, really, really been popular that people are starting to see this and saying, well, for 150 ish, I can get this investment property. Right. And then it's perhaps making me money if I move to the next phase of life. I can rent out both sides and then I'll be definitely a moneymaker because by then you'll have paid more down on the mortgage if you had any at all. Right. So yeah, definitely some great opportunities there. So if you're looking at wanting to get into the multifamily market, we would definitely be happy to help you out as far as finding out, finding something that will fit your needs. Talking about fitting your needs. Mm -hmm. What about vacant land? Oh, vacant land. I love vacant land. And I think that is like the most, probably my most favorite to go and do because it's a blank slate. Right. It's a blank slate. You're able to build exactly what you want and you get to dream, which is really good. Now we have some lots available in the city. Mm-hmm. We have some in the country on the lake. Right. So we, we do have options. We have 136 available pieces of vacant land in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. Listed on the MLS that you could go see and make an offer on. Correct. Right. Um, and we got bunch, waterfront. A- acreage. We got some acreage. We got some, just a small little quarter acre. 
all the way to a half acre. We've got, we've got some land. Right. And now, um, talking to us personally, we, we do have some options. Uh, we've got a, a lakefront option, mm-hmm. uh, which is fairly buildable. That's over on NEPCO. Correct. And it's actually in a private cove area. Right. And the really cool thing about that is you're not going to have a neighbor directly on top of you mm-hmm. because where this lot is located, they've got the public access public point. access on both both sides of this lot, which is really nice. So that way you do have that buffer mm-hmm. between you and, and the neighbor. And it's, like I said, the, the waterfront portion is actually in a private bay area. Mm-hmm. So it's even your waterfront is kind of segregated from the more open portion of the lake, which is it. <clears throat> excuse me. The other neat we talk about it's a public use area on the one side, and I don't think people actually realize that that's a public use place because it's not really developed. There's a sign that says this is a public use point, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, the the trees are still there and whatnot, so. You know, if you want to take a drive over there, there's a public area over in that Nepco Lake subdivisions. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's really cute. It's a cute little lot. I'm yeah. very excited for it. And if you want to be in the city and still build, we do have some lot options available, a mm-hmm. couple of different price ranges, and those reflect the locations where they're at. So if you're curious about building in the city, give us a call about that as well. Right. Yeah, we just picked up a new vacant lot over on Township Avenue, and that one's got the city sewer and water right at the at the lot line. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really great. So if you did want to build your house and be in town, we got that that availability for you as well. And we have an option over on the west side as well. Mm-hmm. So if your job perhaps or family, um, you would like to be on that side of town, that side of the railroad tracks to easily access the Marshfield or Pittsville areas or farther north into Wood County. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a lot of great opportunities for vacant land. And we have seen land sales increase the last year and a half, two years, especially. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to continue as well. Right. You know, there we're, with the shortage of homes, people are looking at, okay, where do I want to live? I want to live in the Grand Rapids area. I want to live in Nakusa. Let's pick the lot. And then we'll work on a builder. We'll get that all taken care of. And then we can worry about selling the house. So that's kind of like the nice little thought process. We've seen a lot of people kind of go Mm -hmm. towards, because if it's going to take two years, we've already been working with you for two years. We haven't found you a house. We could find you a piece of vacant land and get you a builder. And it'll probably take that long to build what you're looking for. So it's a nice little opportunity. And we talk about inventory a lot because that's been a hot topic the past couple of years. And really the inventory is reflecting on how many units, how many homes have actually sold on average within a month. And it's, you know, been floating in the 30 to 40 home sales per month range. And we've got 19. Mm -hmm. So we have less than a month's worth of inventory if you want to look at it like that, which means it's a perfect time to get your house on the market. And there's still a lot of people buying, so they'll be definitely hungry to see your listing come on. Right. And if you're thinking about maybe you do want to wait for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, still give us a call and we can get you placed now for that springtime market to pop up. So it's a really good time to give us a call and talk, talk about those things. All righty. That sounds like a great idea. What else do you have next? Um, That's all I got for as far as the market goes. Okay. Do you want to talk about stuff that you've been doing around the house? Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of that. So Because I've been itching to get outside and do springtime in the yard activities. And then I look outside and I, I can't. And I look at the thermometer and I'm like, oh no, I'm going back to bed. Which is a really sad thing. And it really looks like every single time that we start thinking about the summer, summertime, it's roughly around this time of the year that we start trying to figure out what we're going to put in the garden because it's too cold to go outside. So let's plan. Let's plan out the garden. So we did do a little bit of garden planning this past week and happened to be over at Menards the other day and picked up some of the seeds that we need because I saw them. And so we're getting all the seeds ready prepared for that. But I think the most exciting part is that we are finally to the point of destruction 
with the house. We found a hammer along with the crowbar and started pulling out the drywall in the bathroom. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you've gotten a significant amount of way with that. Right. I only have one more wall to take out before we can really start to determine how to take out the bathtub. So that's going to be kind of the most exciting part, I think, is trying to figure a way to remove the bathtub. Oh, yes. And it's it's a good, firm, cast iron sort of bathtub. So that'll be fun. I almost think it's the... Uh, I stuck a magnet on it. Oh, you did. And porcelain doesn't magnetize. I thought it was porcelain. Because I tried taking my knife and cutting it, and mm-hmm. I didn't think it was. No, it's a, it's a good enamel finish. From okay. The, from the 60s. So. Excellent. But that doesn't fit, you know, our lifestyle anymore. No. So the the step-in shower unit is going to be much more reasonable. And then we'll be able to tear out the other bathroom and bring the laundry upstairs. Right. Much more serviceable. Right. And, you know, we while I was over at Menards, we was able to find the shower that we needed to to figure out our rough openings. Mm -hmm. Because we weren't sure whether or not a 32 or a 34-inch shower would actually fit into the space because yeah. it is an older home. And you're talking about the the rough in the wall cavity sort of deal. Right. Because as I was looking through, um, I kind of did a little bit of measuring and realized that we might be short on some space. But we're not. I think it's going to be just fine. Right. I think we might have to get creative with the trim on the one side, but I think it'll so. be right there. Right. Yeah. I think only the the trim on that on the very far end is going to be the only questionable thing, but it's only going to stick out maybe a half inch. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to put some sort of fancy trimmer around it so that way it doesn't, we got to hide it. We'll put in a, a random Roman column or something on that side. That's what I was kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be really great. Um, I'm kind of always said by March, I'd like to see that shower to be put in. So that way we can kind of start doing the rest of the house. But we know that we got to take apart things slowly. Well, now you know what's behind the wall, mm-hmm. so you can navigate through that. Um, and that's always one of the can of worms that you get when you start opening up walls and doing a renovation, is where have people been creative in running plumbing or electrical or heat vents? Well, and that was the other question that you know I, I had, because we've got to open up the other wall, so on the north wall, and the north wall backs up to the other bathroom we've got plumbing in that wall well if we already have the wall open and exposed do we change out the plumbing for that and do more updated plumbing while we have access to that wall before we cover it up see those are really good questions you you know know, and things that you got to kind of sort of plan for right um luckily we we have the more quality standard um copper piping Mm-hmm. So uh, plumbing changes will be really, really easy. I know there was um, a, a type of plastic kind of. pipe that was running through the 1970s and especially the late 70s and uh, just deteriorated and fell apart, right. especially in the southern and eastern part of the country. Well, oh, I don't goodness. know if we have enough or the proper shutoff valves down in the basement. We don't. So if this is, you know, if we have the wall exposed already, you know, is this a good time just to redo the plumbing for the old bathroom, the, the north, yeah, the north bathroom side. So that way we have access to that back wall without having to punch a hole from the regular bathroom. So questions, Mm -hmm. lots of good questions of, do we, do we take care of this one or do we take care of, you know, where do we take care of this stuff? Right. And I think we can strategically plan for a lot of that stuff to be accessed in the basement so that we wouldn't have to punch holes in the wall unless you did. Mm -hmm. So we are are lucky that we don't have texture on the wall. Right. So we don't have to try to match that. So if we did, we could just do easy drywall repairs. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, we've got that. We've got that going on, which is going to be really fun. And every Sunday, Sunday seems to be our day to take apart the bathroom and continue with the the demolishing, the destruction part. Right. And a little bit here and a little bit there. And that's, you know, how you eat an elephant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So that should be fun and entertaining once it comes down to the point of having to take out the bathtub itself. So that should be a fun Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I think a Salzal will be a, a good friend for that. We're doing that in an angle grinder. 
Awesome. I think I'm going to leave that project to, to you. I will supervise on that one. So. All right. Anything else? All right. No, I am pretty good unless you needed something else. Well, I mean, we, we can, we can go into the, uh, staged and blogged. No. Okay. So let's go instead to realtor.com blog. Ooh. Okay. Right? I'm not sure you still have your computer up. I didn't know. What well, you... I didn't know if I was turning it off. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to naturally turn itself off here pretty soon. So. So what we have here is a failure <laughs> to communicate. I don't know what's going on. So I'm just sitting here chatting with you. So realtor.com, I caught on one of their blogs, the 12 huge design trends you'll see everywhere in 2020. Okay. Okay. Um, of course, you know. Here in 2020 or 2022? 2022, I'm sorry. Okay, because I, all right. Wasn't sure if I heard 20 or 22. Now my screen's moving around. Sorry. It says, so far the start of 22 has given us a heavy dose of deja vu. You know, pandemic continues, masks, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, with everything seeming bleakly the same, it makes sense that you might want to make something in your life look different, even if the world outside continues to feel rote. That's where we consulted with our stable of designers and test, excuse me, taste makers to get the scoop on what's going to happen in 22. Here's what they're looking at. The first one, vintage and craft furniture. Ooh. Right. Uh-huh. So one of the things that's popular on the uh, like stories, Instagram stories and the TikTok and whatnot, is people showing off that they found these more vintagey sort of things and they're repainting them, redoing them. Nice. I mean, it's people have been doing that forever. Mm-hmm. It's nothing new. Um, now I think people are are really looking at furniture prices and availability. Again, you know, shortages of everything. And finding really quality old furniture that just need to be refaced. Right. And I think that's something kind of almost generational. Because, I mean, I remember doing it as a kid. It's something that I grew up doing all the time. And now it's, you know, the kids who are trying to do this. So I I think it's a little bit of a generational thing. Everything old is new again. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like you mentioned, they mentioned this in the... uh, the article, uh, did you inherit grandma's old dresser or armoire coated with a glossy new paint color, fill the interior with a funky wall covering, you know, use the wallpaper and you yep. can get wallpaper that you don't need the really nasty glued stuff to put on. Right. It's pre-adhesive. Mm-hmm. Use that for drawer liners, maybe. Um, there are so many wallpapers, by the way, that are just like cool vintage texture type papers. I still want to do like the stair steps, the riser part. Um, do something with, with that in the basement just to mm-hmm. kind of brighten that up. But I just, I haven't found the right something. You'll find it. It's out there. Mm-hmm. The next one is house plants galore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, again, we, we've been talking about that, bringing the outside in. It's not a new concept, but I think a lot of people are really going for that. And especially now in the winter time. It's a huge, you know, mental health type of thing as well. Right. Well, it's cooking with the fresh herbs and herbs that you can do a small little herb garden inside. Right. Um, The person who um, did the article is quoted to say, I have not seen a drive or house plants like this since the late 70s and early 80s. Along with these plants are going to come crafty homemade pots. Mm-hmm. macrame plant hangers oh my goodness and reclaimed wooden plant stands and that we started i started to look for as far as a plant stand because then i now have four new plants and i need a better stand so that i can display them a little bit better and they can get them that nice southern exposure yep get them next to the windows mm-hmm. um and a quick tip is like do a weekly or whenever you see them kind of Crawling toward one side of the pot, rotate the rotate pot. them, mm-hmm. yeah, especially with viney, you know, viney plants. Okay, so number three, no curtains. Okay, and adding extra windows if possible. Okay, see, I'm on the opposite of that. I like the sheer curtains. Okay, still get the sunlight in there, mm-hmm. but we've got our big ten foot long 
front window. Okay. So when that needs to be replaced, which is probably going to be in the next couple of years here, I want to go smaller. Well, that might be the time to do some reframing Mm -hmm. and put in smaller windows to fill about the same space. So instead of having a big pane of glass, now you've got smaller panes of glass, but still keeping as much light in as possible. Right. And then all those windows could be mobile. So instead of just having the two outer smaller pieces of glass that you could lift and open up, crank out. Yeah, lots of options. Okay. Um, And especially here in the article, it says to get rid of the heavy drapery. Mm -hmm. So like you mentioned with the sheer drapes, it's not quite as ominous. Right. Yeah. Let's see what's number four. Pet-centric design. So wallpaper with dogs and cats on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this one illustrates a metal garbage can that they've taken vinyl, you know, like your cricket maker, mm-hmm. and putting a, a vinyl pet paw on it. Oh, I know, right? Um, to keep your pet cleaning supplies in right next to the shower or the bathtub. Nice. So, you know, I mean, the article says, who didn't get a new pet during the pandemic? Well, hopefully the people who had old pets that were still with them mm-hmm. and uh, we have started to see that shift of you know the pets are part of the family I and mean, we've been saying it with cola banker all the time that you know mm-hmm. we want to make sure that your pets are safe they're part of your family but now starting to see you know these pet designated areas it, it's really neat to see the article says we seem to be catering to our beloved furry friends in over-the-top ways incorporating food dishes water taps into the millwork at floor level uh, full-on washing stations in mudrooms dedicated to cleaning off your pets mm-hmm. as well as, you know, yourself when you come out or come in from the outside. Uh, ramps in mudrooms to help your pets get up into the house. It's a lot of fun. And guess what? These kinds of clients will never complain. No. It's like, well, I'm not sure about that. Our cat complains fairly, fairly well. Yeah, she's... I can see the bottom of my dish meow. Right. Yeah. She does have, have that issue. Or her newest one is she does not like to eat with her back facing the rest of the house. <laughs> so she now moves her bowl out two and a half feet and sits with her back towards the wall and eats. So when she's looking up while she's chewing, she can look out into the room versus at the wall. So now we've got to work on keeping the food dish back up against the wall. I see her point, but... Situal, situational awareness, Kitty. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, at 2 a.m. when you're trying to head into the bathroom and there's a dish full of cat food in your walking path is not something you like to enjoy. Yeah. We're working on it. We're working on it with her. Number five, eclectic fixtures. Ooh. So... The eclectic styles of mix and match, sort Mm -hmm. of, um, they can really be brought together by the light fixtures that you have hanging in the space. Nice. Um, It's somewhat difficult to, you know, source those types of things. And you can spend a lot of money on light fixtures. Mm -hmm. But what about not just light fixtures, but faucets as well and door handles and all those other types of things. So keeping those... You know, if you are going to spend money on a space, maybe you don't need to buy all the furniture. Maybe go for the accessories now. Excellent. So the eclectic fixtures. Number six is curves. Oh, yes. So instead of having cabinetry that's just square and boxed in, while that might be cheaper, finding ways to include curves into, you know, like a lowered down portion of the drywall on your ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on how big your kitchen is or, or living space, that might be a design feature. Instead of a, a, the peninsula, just have some nice rounded edges on that. And mm-hmm. oh, yep, I can see that coming. Uh, it says here, quote, if you can build it with a rounded edge, even a kitchen island, it'll be unique and different from your neighbor. These undulating designs will have you swooning. There is something very playful yet comforting about them. Again, it's harkening back to nature. Mm -hmm. There are no straight lines in nature. Right. 
And this was, again, a trend that I see in a lot of the, the more 70s and early 80s houses. Um, my my family had built many a kitchen island that were round, especially on the corner. <laughs> Number seven is smarter kitchen storage solutions. Ooh. Right? So putting drawers sliding Ooh, I out. I like to, the lights. Right? So the drawers for your, your pots and pans in your cupboards. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when your cupboard doors or drawers open, they're backlit. You can put um, a lot of electrical stuff. So power strips. Yeah. No. Okay, think about your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Instead of plugging your hairdryer or curling iron or shaver into the wall outlet, have your drawer be powered. That oh, way so it's always plugged in. Put it in there, right? Ooh. Um, number eight is woven furniture and accessories. So we definitely talked about that before. Mm-hmm. You know, wicker is coming back. And even consider not just the chairs that you sit on, you know, start with a woven rug mm-hmm. or like your end tables and side tables, that type of thing. Number nine is sensual, moody bedrooms. So again, instead of a ceiling fan, maybe putting a more elegant chandelier in place, mm-hmm. um, a little bit darker accent colors. The posh rugs and bedding, whatnot. Um, This is a place where they say drapery is coming back. And consider dark ceiling colors as well. Ooh. Now to go with that is number 10. Luxury laundry rooms and pantries. Nice. So we're seeing even, you know, solid surface countertops, more high-end feel in the laundry rooms and your pantries. Doing a mix of... um, uh, wallpaper and whatnot, especially textured wallpaper. Why not? You spend a fair amount of time in those spaces too. Right. And then if you can coordinate that with, again, eclectic z- design through the rest of the house, it sort of brings it all together. Exactly. So they hit on a few other things real quick here at the end. Uh, laminate vinyl plank flooring. So it looks like wood. Mm-hmm. Um, not just for the floors, but also the walls. Mm-hmm. Dedicated home theater spaces are making a comeback. Okay. And um, let me see, focusing on storage so that you can get things off of your countertops. Sort of that minimal, simple design. Right. So if you're looking for interesting properties or you're just curious about what's on the market, definitely head over to myrapids.com or mynacusa.com. That's right. We got the new one up. My, and working. MyNacusa.com. And you have a phone number. All right. It is 715-323-2577. And it's a very textable number as well. So if you just have those quick questions, you know, just send me a text and I'll get to you as soon as I can. All right. Well, you guys have a great Central Wisconsin day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.